This is an AMI podcast. Well, 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 look who's back for more. This is episode two of Low Vision Moments, the podcast all about those frustrating, potentially embarrassing, but usually pretty comical things that happen when you're just trying to go about your day with low vision or blindness or partial sight or whatever your preferred terminology is. I'm Jenny, and this is not inspiration porn, and I am not a motivational speaker. So just brace yourselves for some real-life stories from my own experiences and from the perspectives of others living with low vision or blindness. Let's start with a few questions. To the sighted listeners, have you ever had someone slyly cut in front of you in line and act as if nothing happened? Has an acquaintance completely ignored you at a party? Has someone repeated the same damn question over and over, even though you're nodding or gesturing the answer? Would you like a cup of coffee? How about that cup of coffee? Can you tell me where I can find the wireless headphones? Where exactly are the wireless headphones in this store? And to the listeners with a visual impairment or low vision or sight loss, I often wonder how much bigger my social circle would be if I could just return the smiles or return the eye contact in everyday social situations. Do you guys ever think about that? Now that we've kind of got your wheels turning, pour yourselves a beverage and gather around because it's story time. And our theme this month is, I'm not a dick, I'm just blind. This time my guest is local from here in Nova Scotia, all around cool guy and not a dick, Jeff Overmars. Welcome. Hey Jenny, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here and uh, loved the first episode, so uh, it's a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. Now, Jeff, you have a tandem bike to return to me, but I'm going to go ahead and let that slide for now. <laughs> I uh, I've, I bump into it every day. It's in my small apartment. Um, I have used it many times uh, with my pilot and really appreciate the loan and we'll get it back to you. It's in good hands. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm so glad it's getting some use. Now tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself other than that you like to, to use the tandem bike. Yeah. So I live in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. I am born and raised in another part of Nova Scotia, but have lived in Dartmouth for about 15 years. I have two children. I work in the public service. I uh, get out and about as much as I can. I just came from a great walk in the woods this afternoon. And I have a visual impairment and have for most of my life. So then you know that when you live with vision loss, blindness, low vision, Social situations can potentially be a complete nightmare. And this is, for me, especially true outdoors. My eye condition comes along with photophobia. And while I do prefer to be behind a microphone over being in front of a camera, photophobia just simply means extreme light sensitivity. Emphasis on the extreme in my case Jeff, how is your vision, if at all, how is it affected by lighting or environmental factors? Uh, one of the, I guess, uh, the ways that my eye condition presents itself is is night blindness. So first noticed night blindness in uh, my early years and just assumed that's how people saw in, in the night or rather didn't see. And so for me, lighting uh, is important 
where there's low lighting, it, it might as well be pitch black. I might as well have my eyes closed. So uh, think nightclubs, bars, uh, corners of rooms. You know, it, it's for me that the darkness is, it comes early and it, it stays a long time, you know, into the night. I'm sort of the opposite. Uh, a lot of everyday lighting is just too bright for me. Headlights on cars at night are really very painful. And the sun. Oh, the sun. Yes, all these things really severely impact how blind I am in, in any given moment. I um I do really well in the dark. Like I can walk around and my husband will sometimes come in and I'm chopping something up in the kitchen in the dark and kind of freaks him out a little bit. I'm jealous. I'm a little jealous of you. Yeah, sometimes people are when I explain that. Uh, it has it, you know, it has its perks sometimes. So my husband and I, we live on a really quiet street and it's actually a, a cul-de-sac. And most of our neighborhood, they've lived, you know, the people that live here have lived here long term. A lot of us own our homes. And so everyone is kind of really familiar with one another in the neighborhood, except me. A year or so after we moved in, I noticed that every time my husband and I would leave the house together, he would be waving at neighbors and saying hello, chatting with them from a distance. And I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Obviously, it registered that he's talking to all of the neighbors. He's made, he's made friends with them. And all of a sudden, it hits me like a ton of bricks. I never wave at these people. I don't say hi to my neighbors from a distance at all. They must think I'm so stuck up. Yeah, I, uh, I can relate. Uh, there's always the the nice person, and then in my case, I'm I'm the aloof one that never never interacts or socializes. We ignore everybody, uh, apparently, mm -hmm. but they probably been trying to wave at me for for years now, or smile at me, and you know I've just been appearing to completely ignore them. I can just hear them. You know, there's that stuck up blonde lady who can't shovel straight line, and she's always running around the neighborhood. I think that that's part of the misconception too. Um, you know, vision loss is complex just because we have the skills and training to sometimes move around without a cane or a guide. Thanks to vision loss rehabilitation, uh, it doesn't mean that we can see your face from more than a few feet away, uh, let alone see someone waving from across the street or across the room. How many thousands of waves have we missed out on? In our lifetimes. I guarantee uh, many, many, uh, not to mention how many times I've, I've snubbed a handshake that somebody's offered me, uh, you know, not to, not that that's a, a big concern these days, mm. but uh, I, I, hundreds and hundreds of handshakes have gone unreciprocated or received by me over the years. And uh, I don't know how many times walking down the street, uh, an adult will say to my child, you know, hi, Tom, and uh, and they won't acknowledge me, likely because in part, I've never acknowledged them as, you know, the parent of one of Tom's good friends. And it really bothers me. Like, I could have so many more friends if I appeared more, if I appeared more friendly and personable. I fancy myself a pretty appro approachable person. So um, I've started actually in my neighborhood, I've started flashing a peace sign and a smile every chance I get when I'm out in the neighborhood. And, you know, there's a good chance I've smiled and flashed a peace sign at a couple trash cans <laughs> or trees. I'm not calling my neighbors trash, no. um, but I'm sure that uh, I've done that a couple times. But hey, it's, it's w worth it. I am willing to take that chance to seem more approachable.
Yeah, it's really funny. I've uh, definitely said excuse me to a few mailboxes and uh, signposts in my day, but not, you know, <laughs> probably not said excuse me to, to many, many people. Exactly, exactly. So we're really polite to inanimate objects, mm -hmm. and then sometimes we completely ignore the humans. Yeah. Now, the motive uh, for asking you here is obviously purely selfish. I'm hoping that you can tell me that you have a I'm not a dick low vision moment, Jeff. I have to tell you that when I saw um, the email that you sent inquiring about my interest in doing this and you introduced the subject of the podcast, I laughed and then read it to my partner thinking that you chose me specifically because of the theme, Jenny, um, <laughs> because I, uh, I pride myself not necessarily in, in being a dick, but I, uh, I'm very comfortable in my uh, not suffering fools and uh, and and definitely uh, am comfortable if someone were to call me a dick I'd certainly I'd accept it I don't consider myself to be an active dick I don't go out of my way to uh, upset or hurt anyone I'm certainly a, a kind soul at the center of my being but I did think that this was a, a very specific ask so yes of course, I've got a story. And it's funny you mentioned about walking around the neighborhood in places that you've been for a long time, because I've lived in the same neighborhood in Dartmouth for much of the time that I've been here. And I've walked the same sidewalks and gone to the same elementary school to drop off and pick up my children for years and years and, and years now. And I've attended ice cream socials and, and you know, little fall fairs and different events where I've been in the same room with the same people, you know, parents of, again, my kids' friends who I've, you know, dropped my kids off at their house. I've met them, you know, I've had small talk with them and and then I'll, I'll be in the same room with them, kind of milling about as my children are doing this or that and, you know, not saying hello or, or nodding at anybody or flashing a peace sign or whatever. Like I, I, I find it hard enough to avoid uh, obstacles of little kids moving around in, in a confined space, let alone, you know, trying to seek out opportunities to chat. So for me, uh, I, I'm definitely uh, probably been accused or, you know, talked about in terms of like, why is Jeff like such a dick? Like, why doesn't he ever say hi or acknowledge our existence or, you know, uh, check in with how kids are doing and this and that. And I definitely feel it. And uh, like you say, it can be very uncomfortable at times. And I, I don't enjoy snubbing people. And when the opportunity presents itself, I do raise the fact that I have a visual impairment. And hey, you know, if you see me on the street, say hi, because like, I might not recognize you, despite the fact that we're, uh, we've known each other for five, six years now. And that works, you know, in those sort of repetitive scenarios, right? Those places mm. that you go to all the time, though, you know, mm. around the neighborhood. But oftentimes we don't have the opportunity to explain, uh, I'm not ignoring you. Uh, I'm not avoiding eye contact. It's, it's just, mm. it's just that I don't see well. Sometimes we don't have the opportunity to explain ourselves. You know, I've, I've cut in line many, many times. And, you know, sometimes that works out to my advantage. Sometimes I don't even notice, mm -hmm. but I'm sure. Um, you know, people behind me in line are thinking, what is... No, I got <laughs> called out on that yesterday. <laughs> You're so entitled, Jeff. Yeah, no, I just, I, I prance all over the place, just skipping lines and, and jumping to the front just because, you know, I assume people are idly standing around and not actually waiting. And it's worse now in COVID times because the lineups are so spread out. Yeah, you know, I have no idea 
where a lineup begins or ends because it used to be somewhat obvious, but nowadays it's just I've I've done it so much uh, in these recent times. It's 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 ridiculous. My uh, my my dick quotient has gone up. Uh, I'm I'm through the roof, asshole, right now. I think one of the most dick things I've done is. I was out on a really, really sunny day. It was hot, and let, that's two strikes for me already. I'm, I'm, I don't do well in the sun and heat. Um, so I'm out downtown. I'm walking on the sidewalk, and don't I kick this tiny dog? <laughs> and I'm not like a gentle nudge. I booted this poor dog, and it got a little bit of air, I'm sure. And yeah. the dog, the owner, was not impressed. The dog owner was not impressed. Well, and I, we, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say I got asked, well, where's your stick? <laughs> well, at least it's your dog or another person's dog, Jenny, and not, you know, your own kid or in some some circumstances, other people's kids. I've knocked over both my own children and other people's children countless times, um, again, because of just not seeing them. Uh, I, my peripheral vision in one eye is completely gone and my central vision in the other eye is completely gone. So I am constantly scanning to, to make sure I'm not running into someone or something, but children are just the perfect height to go unobserved. And uh, I've knocked my children with my knee into their sternum onto the ground countless times, you know, which I think is, has given them a bit of, you know, toughness, but also spatial awareness and, and, and the ability to kind of watch out for themselves and crowds. But then other people's children, Jen, Jenny, when you knock them over, you know, it may not be as, uh, as easy to brush off as, you know, where's your stick? You hit, you ran into my dog, but I've had to really apologize profusely and, and, you know, I, at one point, you know, pull out a CNIB bus pass and kind of like wave it at them. Like, you know, please don't hit me. I, uh, I, I'm, please believe I'm legit, me. Uh, visually impaired. Sorry about your child. Do you find that people sometimes don't believe you when you try to explain that it's, it's because you don't see well? Oh, a hundred percent. There was one instance um, years ago, uh, back when you could go to, to bars and not be concerned. Um, I had been to a patio at a downtown Dartmouth uh, establishment. Um, and sometimes I do carry a stick just because I know I'm going to be out past dark. You know, I know that uh, I might be traveling, you know, to want to have the stick just as much to get around and not hurt myself. Um, so I came down from the patio for a bit of fresh air into the dark parking lot and somebody, of course, in Dartmouth, you know, where they speak their mind, they're just, what's uh, what's that you got in your hand there? What is that? You know, uh, I'm like, well, it's a white, it's a white cane. You know, it's it's pretty commonly known as being a tool that you know some visually impaired people use. You know, this the red tip. You know, this is the black handle. It's you know, grade A um, white stick. And uh, and they were convinced. They're, well, you, I don't understand really because like you're looking me. Right in the right in the eyes when you're talking to me, and I couldn't see their eyes, but I, 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 I stuck it to them. I said, "Well, the funny thing is, you know, the, the human face is 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 pretty universally structured, you know, in in uh, in that your eyes are, you know, an inch and a couple inches above your your mouth, and you just you haven't stopped talking the entire time you've been here. So I've just been looking <laughs> above your above your mouth, and that's how I'm looking at your eyes. And sometimes." Being a little bit of a dick is called for, well, exactly. uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
And a couple tips here for our sighted listeners. First thing, do believe us when we tell you that it's it's because we can't see. Even, even if we don't have our white cane, even if we don't have a guide dog, it doesn't mean that we're just using it as an excuse. But please believe us. Tip number two is if someone cuts in front of you in line, if someone's looking at you cockeyed, if someone is avoiding eye contact, not returning your wave or your smile, um, consider that maybe we don't see you. And lastly, if you think that someone might be visually impaired or blind or whatever your preferred terminology is, introduce yourself. So for my neighbors, for example, if if you simply shout, hey, lady that lives in the White House with the red door over there who can't shovel a straight line, uh, it's me, Sally. I'm your neighbor from across the street. That makes all the difference. And then when we pass each other on the street again, you can say, hey, Jenny, it's me, Sally. Jenny, those are great. If I can just endorse all of those and, uh, and say that, yeah, uh, sometimes g- giving uh, consideration to uh, visual impairment or you know other disabilities is uh, is sometimes needed, and uh, I think this is a wonderful podcast for that reason. Is that you're you're giving people a bit of insight. And I hope we give them a little bit of a laugh as well. It's so important to be able to laugh at ourselves because otherwise life would just be frustrating all of the time. I want to thank you so much, Jeff, for joining me. And maybe we can get together in person sometime and, and, and share a beverage and share a few more low vision moments in person. At very least, Jenny, uh, I'll get that bike back to you. Oh, good. You better. I know approximately where you live. <laughs> yeah, and thank you again for it. And for this opportunity, I really enjoyed it. I have a pretty strong feeling we may need to revisit this topic again in a later episode. There are just too many stories and not enough time. We could even kind of go in the reverse and discuss, I'm not that into you, I'm just blind. Like that time I lovingly put my arm around the waist of a complete fucking stranger at a concert. Come to think of it, he didn't really protest. Thank you for lending me your ears. This party is coming to an end, but why not keep the conversation going? If you're interested in joining me as a guest here on Low Vision Moments or having your story read on the podcast, or if you just want to say hi, obviously I'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcasts at ami.ca or leave a voicemail at one 866 509 4545 That number again is one 866 509-4545. Just make sure to mention low vision moments in the message. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter under uberblonde4. That's U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E and the number four. A gigantic thank you to our guest. Jeff, you've invented a new unit of measurement that I think we should all be mindful of. Keep that dick quotient in check. This podcast would not be possible without superb technical production by Sam Robinson with assistance from Matthew Maynard. Shout out to the big boss manager at AMI-audio, Mr. Andy Frank. Before we go, remember that dicks come in all shapes and sizes, all colors, and yes, all abilities. But sometimes you might just be experiencing a low vision moment. Until next time, cheers.
Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.